BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I have changed a few things with my eating habits lately that I have shared about, namely really focusing on my protein intake. And I have felt so much better since doing this in so many ways, but it can be difficult when it comes to snacking. In the past, I've reached for protein bars that usually have more sugar than protein or things like chips and crackers, things that aren't really satiating. But I actually saw Rachel from Rachel's Good Eats always eating chomps. So I decided to give them a try. And I have to say, I love them. They're such a good protein snack to grab when you're on the go. They're great for traveling. They're great for work, before a workout, after a workout, working from home, basically whenever your hunger hits. So Chomps really makes snacking simple. Their tasty meat sticks are packed with mouthwatering flavor and only the best real ingredients. Each Chomps meat stick has the protein your body needs. So over nine grams per stick, and they don't have any unhealthy additives. They have zero sugar. They're low-carb, keto-friendly, allergy-friendly. They don't contain any fillers. So they are just made with natural ingredients that you can feel good about. They also only source from farmers who raise animals humanely and farm responsibly. So they're not only looking out for our animal friends, but they're looking out for the environment too. And they come in nine different flavors. I love the turkey. You can also grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. And you can eat them on your own or you can pair them with something like hummus or hummus and crackers so you can still get that crunch and so many different ways. So with thousands of five-star reviews, snackers around the world have satisfied their hunger cravings with Chomps. Even better, you can order online and have them delivered straight to your door. So right now, Chomps is offering my listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash blonde. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash blonde. Again, chomps.com slash blonde for 20% off your first order and free shipping. And don't forget to use that link so that they know you guys were sent from the podcast. Welcome to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits. I know there's so much information out there, so I'm bringing on expert guests and sharing my own experiences to help you sift through all the wellness stuff without the BS. Enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I feel like this episode is kind of kismet because I 
have been wanting to have a trichologist on the show for a while. I feel like I've talked about everything when it comes to beauty and wellness, but I have not talked about hair health specifically. And I get a lot of DMs from listeners who would like to learn more about hair health. And then as I was going to New York, I got an email about having my guest today on the show who happens to be based in New York. So it just worked out absolutely perfectly. And I have to say, I learned so much in this episode because again, I feel like I know a lot about wellness. I know a lot about beauty, skincare, procedures, all of that, but I don't really know much about hair health. And I definitely do not know anything about scalp health. And my guest really emphasizes the importance of scalp health and how we should treat our scalps in the same way that we treat our face. So I'm talking to Helen Reeve. She is the founder of Act and Acre. She is a trichologist and she is a hairstylist who has been in the biz for a hot minute now. And she has worked for some of the world's leading fashion brands, media outlets, and celebrities, including Harry Styles, Marissa Tomei, and Sarah Snook. And so basically having worked worldwide from salons to runways, she noticed an overwhelming commonality of poor scalp health. So this piqued her curiosity, and she realized that the industry was basically serving up a selection of subpar products that do not really serve to nourish, balance, and stimulate the scalp, which led her to create Actin Acre. And she really created a new playbook for hair wellness. And hair wellness all starts at the scalp. I learned in this episode that we are going about how we treat our hair all wrong because we are just throwing products at our actual hair when really we have to get to the root, pun intended, for optimal hair health. And it's not so much unlike regular health where we tend to kind of treat things after they've already happened instead of focusing on prevention, right? And I feel like caring for your scalp can prevent a lot of the hair issues that we then encounter down the line and scalp issues as well. So we talk about all of this today. So we talk about what we get wrong about hair health. We talk how to best take care of our scalps. We talk about really common scalp conditions, including dandruff and oily scalp. She takes a look at my scalp to see what's going on there. And we talk about how often we should be washing our hair. We talk about common hair myths and so much more. And Helen was just so fun. I loved her energy. And I know you guys are going to love this episode and learn so much from her as well. So please enjoy Helen Reeby. Welcome, Helen. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to chat with you. To start, I want to ask you what your morning was like today, because I was listening to you on another podcast, and I think you and I share a lot of similarities in how we like to start our days. I know you're into Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you still are, but I heard you say that sometimes you'll wake up at like four and you'll still do it no matter what. Like you're very committed to that practice and to breath work. And so how did you start your day today? Yeah, actually, I woke up this morning at, I love numerology, so I woke up at 5.55. I set Amazing. my alarm for that exact time. But yeah, straight into my morning ritual of, I did Joe Dispenza this morning, his morning meditation, because it's like 24, 24 minutes. minutes. It's perfect. That's my favorite. 
Yes. And I've started this new journal as well um, that it's making notes from like the day before, kind of mantras that you want to remember, things that you wasted your energy on and what mm. you, you know, should spend more energy on the next day. And it's like a six month journal. I'll find the name. I can't remember the name of it. But uh, I started that a couple of weeks ago and I've been really enjoying that. That sounds amazing, actually, because I feel like so many journals are about gratitude and what are your strengths? What did you do? Mm -hmm. Right. But I like that kind of reframe of like, what did you waste energy on? Because I'm sure it's very illuminating when you get it down on paper versus in your head. (laughs) Absolutely. And then you can look back on this and go, okay, yeah, you can make a little note to yourself like today. I did this and I shouldn't have, or today I did this and I really enjoyed it. Things mm-hmm. like that, which is perfect. And then I go straight into my lemon water and breakfast and then matcha, which, yep. and I do that with my husband. Aw, yeah. that's nice that you guys share that together. Okay, so you're the first trichologist that I've ever had on my podcast. And I find this subject to be totally fascinating. And It's funny because the last few Q&A's that I've done on Instagram, because I always do like a Monday Q&A, so many questions about hair, hair thinning, hair loss, hair health. Scalp is becoming very popular because I think more people are becoming aware of how important scalp health is when it comes to hair health. So it's very timely that you're on right now and just really excited to delve into everything. Why did you become a trichologist and what is trichology? (laughs) Okay, I'll start off with what a trichologist is first to make it easier. So a trichologist is someone who studies the science behind uh, scalp conditions and hair loss and the skin on the scalp and the hair structure. The easiest way to break it down is it's someone who bridges the gap between your hairstylist and your dermatologist. So we will um, diagnose your scalp if there's anything going on and then we'll give you a protocol of what you should be doing, whether that's, you know, taking care of your scalp using certain treatments If you've maybe had like dandruff or psoriasis, how to take care of that. If you have hair loss, hair thinning, various different protocols for that and different steps that will help you on that journey. And really the consistency is key here for these. But we're kind of like that first step before you would go to your dermatologist. If something gets, you know, quite bad or more serious that you would need, you know, a prescription for maybe some steroids, then we will advise you to go to your dermatologist to a take care of that. Mm -hmm. You have amazing hair. Like I'm just looking at you. Thank you. (laughs) And I'm curious if your hair has always been healthy or if there was a shift in how you approached hair health as well. Like what was your hair like before you became a trichologist? Mm -hmm. Well, that kind of brings me back to that, the start, the beginning when I went to hair school almost 20 years ago. I think it is 20 years now. And my teacher was a trichologist. So this really goes back that far and at the beginning of my hairdressing career. So I was like very much taught in that direction that scalp is so important to hair health and less about, you know, the hair and treating the hair because it really is dead protein. But I became a hairstylist, you know, experimented a lot with different colors, different styles, I was obviously styling a lot on set as well, so using a lot of products. So it wasn't until I decided to become a trichologist myself and uh, start acting acre that I started to really take care and of my own scalp um, and hair health, really. I'd always taken care of my scalp, um, doing scalp treatments like weekly or, you know, every couple of weeks when my hair felt flat or dull because I understood that 
you know, product buildup, things like that would contribute to this here. Um, but when I became a trichologist, I really started uh, taking care of it on a whole other level. Mm-hmm. How do you diagnose the scalp? I've seen that you have this special camera that can kind of mm-hmm. magnify everything. Can you do it just naked eye as well? Yeah, we can do it naked eye. It's much easier under the scope to actually differentiate if it's dandruff, psoriasis, seborrheic dermatitis, or what type of hair loss as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really depends on what's going on. If someone comes into me and they're like, okay, my hair's looking a little bit dull, lifeless, but I don't have any major issues with my scalp. Then it's easy just to, you know, take a look at it and go, okay, we've got a bit of product buildup in here. There's a bit of silicone buildup, some dry flakes. But if we really want to diagnose and give a proper protocol for people to um, do every day and take care of their scalp and really get back to that hair health, then it's much better just to take a look at it under the scope. But it really isn't necessary to start that journey. I feel like maybe we should do mine at the end of this episode. Oh, we should for sure. (laughs) Since I have you here. Do some people come in thinking that their scalp is totally healthy and then you look at it and it's like, Yes, absolutely. The opposite. <laughs> yes, we did an event at the weekend um, with Goop and we were in store giving a scalp consults and people are like curious because they see it and they see other people and they're like, but I've nothing wrong with my scalp. Mm-hmm. And so I put it onto the camera and instantly you can see, it's like seeing your face under a microscope or mm-hmm. under one of those kind of cameras that you can see the sun damage. I mean, we're not looking for sun damage as much here. But you can see the buildup of dead skin on the scalp. And, and usually they've washed their hair that morning as well. So they're they're expecting like the cleanest scalp mm. ever. <laughs> and so it's nice to kind of show them and kind of it makes it easier to connect scalp health and why it's so important because they can see it for themselves under this uh, microscope. If you have been a longtime listener of the show or you've been following me for a while, then you know that one of my wellness non-negotiables for my foundational health is AG1. I've been drinking AG1 for about five years, which is kind of crazy. I remember when I first started drinking it, I actually had a call with the company and they told me about how AG1 came to fruition. And it was really because the founder was having so many gut issues and was taking hundreds of supplements and nothing was working. And when I started taking it, I was having gut issues too. So I figured, why not try this kind of micro habit that has so many benefits and see if it works. And it just became something that I really look forward to in the morning as part of my routine. And it helped not only my gut health, but so many other things. I really feel this kind of zip of energy when I drink it in the morning. I feel like my skin is better. I feel like my energy is better. And everyone that I know has also gotten on the AG1 train All of my friends, whether they are my doctor friends, trainer friends, other influencers, my family members. So everyone loves AG1 because, again, it's this foundational nutrition supplement that not only is super efficient, but it's effective. It supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization. It helps with stress management, immune support, and so much more. So Every scoop of AG1 includes prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for that gut support, magnesium, B vitamins for energy support. It also contains adaptogens to balance my body's stress levels, vitamin C and zinc to help 
immune health. So again, this micro habit that can replace a lot of other habits and a lot of other supplements that you may be taking separately. So if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash blonde files. Again, that's drinkag1.com slash blonde files. Check it out. Hey girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. You might know me from Sirius XM Radio. I mean, I was there for like 12 years after all. But then Howard Stern allegedly got jealous of me, so I had to leave. I was actually able to pull myself up by the bootstraps and start my own podcast, Taste of Taylor, which is now officially with Dear Media. I'm so excited to say that. Ha! So I promise you in this podcast, you're going to either learn about something, you're going to be inspired by someone that's like always coming from a perspective of like humor, then this is the place for you. I hope you enjoy this little snack. I have been in New York and Rhode Island for the past week and a half, and I have to say the amount of times that I have used my Aloe Moves app is kind of hilarious. So people always ask me about how I work out and stick to my health and wellness routines when I am traveling. New York is not really traveling, but I don't have a gym in my building. So I either have to take classes or figure out something to do at home. And this is when I rely on my Aloe Moves app. I do it at home in LA too. And I love it because Aloe has everything for wherever you are on your wellness journey. So Aloe Moves is a streaming on-demand wellness platform that features yoga, fitness routines, meditation sessions, and so much more from one of my favorite brands, Aloe Yoga. And the reason that I've been using it so much is not only for their workouts, but they also have resources for things like gua sha, which I've been doing, dry brushing, which I've been doing. I bought a dry brush last week and had no idea how to use it. So I learned face yoga. They have nutrition classes and so much more. And with everything, including the workouts, the best part is you really need little to no equipment. So all of their quality studio style classes really helped me to take care of my whole being. So not just my body, but my mind, my spirit, the meditations are great. So I can go out into the world and function at a pretty high level. And they have something for everybody from beginner to advanced. So yoga to bar, Pilates, cardio, hit classes. They also, like I said, have great meditations. They have breath work, which I've been doing. They have sound baths. So Aloe Moves really has everything that you need for whatever you are doing in your own wellness journey, your routines. You get so much flexibility and variety. They have tons of fresh content. You can take it wherever, use it whenever. Aloe Moves has over 100 new classes added every month and over 3,000 classes for every level beginner to advanced. All of the classes are on demand. When you're short on time, they have meditation and fitness classes for when you just want to squeeze something in. So it really has everything that you could possibly need. And it's just great for overall wellness. So find the health and wellness routine that works for you with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com and use the code BLONDE20 in all caps for 30 days free plus 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com 
in all caps, and the code is BLONDE20 to get a free 30-day trial plus 20% off an annual membership. I heard you say that the scalp ages six times faster yeah, than the face. Yeah, six times faster than the face. How does that show up in the scalp? Because you don't get wrinkles, apparently. Yes, of I would, course. Yeah. And I never like to use the term anti-aging scalp care and thing uh-huh. like that. We actually call it pro-aging. Taking care of the scalp, um, you know, as we age is super important because when we age, we've had, you know, various different sun damage, not taking care of the skin on the scalp. So we're not getting enough blood flow to the hair follicle. Um, we have oxidative stress, which can lead to hair becoming more brittle, losing its life and shine and, you know, thinning as we age as well. So taking care of the scalp, ensuring that, you know, we are using ingredients that we'd use in our skincare routine to help with that cell rejuvenation, skin rejuvenation, so that the scalp really is the healthiest environment for hair to grow. So, yeah, we don't see wrinkles or anything like that. And mm-hmm. that's not really what's important here. It's more important that the health of our hair. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, I was taught that my face goes down to my boobs. So mm-hmm. when I'm doing my skincare, bring it down my neck, my chest. To and- the nipples. Yes. <laughs> There's a saying and I, now I can't remember what it is, but um, I'll think of it later, I'm sure. But it makes sense then to also bring it to our scalp, yeah. not obviously our, our face products, but actives to exfoliate and I would imagine that one of the most common scalp issues that you see is probably product buildup because you can tell me kind of what we get wrong about hair health but I feel like we're taught to like wash less use more products maybe if you're going to exfoliate do a scrub or something like Mm -hmm. that I just feel like everything that we've kind of been taught about hair is like counterproductive completely and I'm here to debunk all of those. Let's myths. debunk it. <laughs> <laughs> because we see a lot of fads as well on like scrubs and, you know, these brushes and things like that. But the first thing I say to people, and it's making that connection that your scalp is an extension of your face. So would you use it on your face? Number one, I say, would you use it on your face? And if you pause or you're like unsure, you're like, no, actually I wouldn't, then don't put it near your scalp. Because the skin on your scalp is as sensitive and see, it is the same skin. So we do need to take care of it similarly. Now, you can actually put your skincare um, ingredients onto your scalp. I say to oh. people, if they're not ready to start, you know, with a scalp treatment just yet, you know, maybe look in your skincare cabinet. If you something with a salicylic acid, a glycolic acid, why don't you try that on your scalp first? Now, the difference between skincare products and what we create at Actinacre is we do have the hair in mind so that we're not weighing down the hair we're not making the hair oily or, you know, it's not leaving a residue or anything, which, you know, skincare is just made for the skin. But we do use a lot of the active ingredients that you would see in skincare because really we're treating the skin on the scalp and that's creating the healthy environment for your hair to grow. Mm-hmm. It's very, very important. And I think people don't really understand how important it is. And then again, I say to people, would you go two or three days without washing your face? And always the answer obviously is no, because you'll cleanse your face maybe twice a day. Mm-hmm. And we've seen those videos where people have walked around the city all day and they've had no makeup on. So they think they don't need to clean their face and they take a cotton pad and it's black, you know. Mm-hmm. So we kind of need to think, consider our scalp the exact same way. And I'm not saying you have to wash your hair every day, but it really is like whatever's fitting into your lifestyle. Don't be afraid to wash your hair. And mm-hmm. really we are 
we're actually cleansing the scalp. We're not cleansing the hair. Mm-hmm. You really want to focus on the skin. So the product buildup comes from, number one, people not washing their hair often enough, but number two, not washing their hair properly. Hmm. So they're thinking about the hair and they're bringing the hair, the ends up and they're just focusing on the top of the head. But really we need to get in there, get all the skin clean, make sure that we're moving it properly. And when we're taking our makeup off at night, we'll do that first kind of maybe an oil cleanser or something to break that down. And then we'll go in with our double cleanse. It's the same with your scalp. Mm. You need to be thinking of it that exact same way. Mm -hmm. So people say to me, oh, I get oily super fast. I take a look at their hair and I can see instantly it's not actually oil. It's silicone buildup on their hair. Mm. And they've thought that they've had oily hair for years, but really it's just this buildup and they can fix it just like that. Wow. Is that like the TikTok trend about training your hair, like not washing it for a long time to retrain the oil or something? Yes, I've seen those. And that's (laughs) actually a complete myth. You can't train your hair. Mm -hmm. Uh, Same rules apply to your face. You can't train it. You need to clean it. Mm -hmm. So after 24 hours, our sebum comes up to the surface of the skin. Same with our face and sometimes a little bit earlier. But 50% of the population are actually allergic to their own oil on their scalp. What? And that's what can convert to a, a chemical reaction. So it has a chemical reaction on the scalp and can convert to, you know, a yeast growing or different uh, things going on with the scalp. And that can lead to dandruff. But then also our natural oil, if you think of oil, it attracts dust and attracts mm-hmm. dirt. And then you're probably putting silicone in your hair as well. So that's <laughs> attracting even more because that was designed to make hair super flat, super straight and a uh, flat to the head and the face. So then that's actually making you produce more oil as well. Mm-hmm. I wonder biologically why that would happen, like why some people would be allergic to their own oil. I know it's just something as we age as well oh. and various different things in our environment. Just becoming more sensitive yes. to everything. Well, my scalp is probably disgusting <laughs> now Would that I'm learning all great? of this. Thank you. I'm on day four of no washing. Oh, well, you've done I, a great job. <laughs> I'm one of those who I don't really get oily. I think also like being blonde, that kind of helps a little bit. And you live in L.A. with hard water. Yes. I don't know anyone in L.A. that has oily scalp unless it's, really? unless it's silicone buildup. Uh-huh. Even when I'm there, I could go three or four days without washing my hair really? as well. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. I mean, our whole house is filtered and then I have the extra filter on the shower and it's still very, the water is just not good. I have to go every couple of weeks and do like a treatment called Malibu crystals. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. that one. Take, take the green out of okay. the blonde and it's just like... But yeah, I've always gone two, three, four days. Four is like my absolute max. Mm-hmm. I don't do dry shampoo or anything. Well, that's, that's definitely a plus. Okay, good. <laughs> and the way that I do it is I just like I'll blow dry it the day that I wash my hair. And then I just sleep on my hair and I like bedhead. So I love like the bedhead day two, mm-hmm. three, four. And yes. I don't really touch it with anything. But my scalp does get very dry. So I'm curious what the diagnosis will be when we... Yeah, and <laughs> when you're leaving us three or four days, that's totally fine if you've not, no concern with your scalp. Mm-hmm. And what I would recommend then is you would use an oil treatment to really help remove the dead skin and hydrate the scalp. If you do have a dry scalp, mm-hmm. you'll notice a big difference in between washes. Mm-hmm. But I'm not here to scare anyone or anything like that. I don't like to do that. I'm like, whatever fits into your lifestyle. But mm-hmm. if you're working out a lot, you're living in a polluted city... Um, you know, you're using a lot of product, just kind of consider it that way that maybe, you know, we need to use 
scalp treatment number one for sure mm-hmm. but that we need to cleanse maybe a little more often in those days but there's nothing going on with your scalp it's totally fine to leave it a few days mm-hmm. but if you have dandruff or other scalp concerns hair loss concerns it's mm-hmm. actually really important that you cleanse your scalp daily yeah i actually did go to my dermatologist because i had like some red skin situation around my scalp and she gave me a steroid cream and she said you have to wash your hair every day and I was like what yeah <laughs> I can't do that but I hear what you're saying like do the best that you can and do the best that you can to yeah. your lifestyle when you do an oil treatment is that like a leave-in and then you rinse it out you leave it in overnight or how does that work yes it's a leave-in so actually the first product that we launched with Acton Acre was scalp detox oil and, you know, it has baobab, moringa, amaranth oil to really help bring uh, nutrients to the hair follicle. But it breaks down any product buildup, sebum, balances the oil and will remove those dead skin cells. It's actually been clinically proven to remove 95% of the buildup on your scalp. Wow. Um, so you leave that in for 20 minutes and then you'll rinse and repeat. So I will switch between it and a chemical exfoliant depending on how my scalp feels that mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. So we talked about the frequency of washing. What are some other common hair myths or trends that you see going around that you can debunk? Mm, Well, the training your scalp, number Mm -hmm. one, and then definitely hair washing, number two, to the point of, you know, cleansing your hair more often. People uh, assume that or have been told that washing your hair damages it, but it's actually not the cleansing of your scalp and hair. It's the heat that you use on it afterwards. So if you are going to wash it more often that, you know, you try to avoid heat as much as possible. Definitely keeping the heat down at three, below 380 so that you don't lose elasticity. What other myths are there? What about like rosemary oil? I know that was a big one. Mm-hmm. The reason why that works is it's the same we use basil leaf. It's a st- it stimulates the scalp, so it helps bring oh. that blood flow. Uh-huh. Um, but people have to be very careful that it's mixed in the right way. You can't just put direct rose- rosemary oil on. But it's also like, because you're massaging, you're taking that time to massage your scalp and massage mm-hmm. the oil in. So all these oils work really well at kind of like stimulating blood flow because you're taking that time to get the blood flow to the hair follicle. Mm-hmm. What about like a pre-shampoo oil? Yeah, that, that's basically our scalp detox. Okay. So I like that same way as you would for your makeup to break it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm always thinking of the analogy from skin to scalp. Mm-hmm. So think of like what works for you on your skin because it'll probably work very similarly for you on your scalp. If you like an oil to break down product, then I would use that on your scalp mm-hmm. as well. Tell us about how the oil is then cleansed from your hair because I think a lot of people hear, hear oil and think, well, that's going to weigh down my hair. It's going to make it greasy. Mm-hmm. So how do we avoid that? So there is a science behind it when you're creating scalp products. The type of oils that you use um, are super lightweight. They absorb into the skin. And again, you're focusing on the skin on the scalp. So it's not going on the hair. Of course, you're going to get like a half an inch on the root mm-hmm. of the hair. But once you rinse that out and double cleanse, there's no residue. There's no sign of it. Mm-hmm. You're going to put maybe coconut oil or something like that on. Then maybe you would have it weighed down because it's also the size of the molecule. Then it would sit on the hair. Um, so it's making sure that you're using products that have been designed specifically for the scalp so it won't leave a residue. Mm-hmm. What are some other mistakes that we make? So you mentioned using silicones, and I think that that is probably so prevalent because I feel like we've all been taught, again, to like treat the hair and treat Mm -hmm. the issue on the hair. So 
straighten, curling, like using heat, using these really heavy products, um, using oils on your hair to kind of smooth it out, using like blow dry serums and pomades and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's all packed with like silicone and these ingredients that coat your hair, I would assume. Yes, because anything that says defrizz has <laughs> some sort of a silicone in it. And most conditioners, I'd say 95% of conditioners have silicone in it. And there is a place for it. Like if you're in a very humid temperature, say you're in Florida or something like that, and mm-hmm. you know you have very frizzy textured hair, you want to blow dry it, then that's where silicone has its place. It just shouldn't be used on a daily basis because it is going to, you know, build up on the hair. It's like a plastic, so it's coating the hair constantly, stopping water from getting in. So same as your plant, it needs water. And if you're blocking water getting in, then underneath that silicone is actually dry, dry hair. Mm. So you notice a lot of people when they start to detox the hair silicones, they go through this dry period. And that's really because that's what your actual hair is. You've been, you know, giving it this false sense of hydration for years and now we need to like plump it up with lots of hydration lots of ingredients that are going to help repair the ends and you know keep it a smooth also with silicones if people are losing their natural texture they're not able to hold a curl in their hair that's from using silicones because Mm. it was designed to create to help the hair defrizz and to straighten the hair. Mm-hmm. So if you're wondering why your curl won't take, stop using silicone for a while and you'll notice your natural texture coming back and you'll notice like your blow dry lasting longer, your curl lasting longer. So if you have like the type of hair where you're like, oh, my hair never curls, it won't take a curling iron. Mm-hmm. If you remove silicone from your routine, you probably will get a curl. Interesting. What about like keratin treatments and smoothing treatments? Pure locks and... Yeah, those really work because the hair is is made of keratin Mm -hmm. so it's helping kind of fill in those gaps same way as bond treatments work as well they just help the hair smooth Mm -hmm. um i don't know a huge amount about the actual ingredients that go into it and if they're toxic or not you Mm -hmm. know i'm sure we've heard of those ones a while back the brazilian blow dry and stuff like that yeah and ingredients that weren't the greatest but sometimes those are the things that actually really work on the hair as well Mm mm-hmm yeah, I just wonder if it would be preferable to do something like a Pure Lux, which is a non-toxic, relaxing, or kind of like a Brazilian blow dry, mm-hmm. but not as strong. Doing that once and then not having to feel like you need to use all this product and everything exactly. in between. It's kind of like a harm reduction. Yeah, completely. Plan. <laughs> what about with coloring hair? How does that? How does the scalp affect that process, if at all? When you are coloring, if you're just doing some highlights, you know, a little gloss, you still are touching the scalp with that gloss. So it's going to probably cause a little bit of irritation in some people. But one of the big ones that gets people is, you know, if they've bleached their hair completely, like, would you ever bleach your face? Mm -hmm. Like, it's the exact same skin. Mm -hmm. So, you know, of course, you know, it looks pretty and we want to have, you know, some different colors going on it's kind of like very individual to people and you know your hair can be such an accessory for people as Mm -hmm. well so I'm not saying stop doing that but think of the skin on the scalp so you're going to want to take care of it by treating it with hydrating oils and serums to help protect the barrier and help with that cell rejuvenation afterwards ensuring that you've got that barrier back 
since we are talking all about hair in this episode, let's talk about hair styling. So I have been trying to get into this 90s blowout kind of tussled hair look, and I have tried a few different methods of achieving this. Namely, my most recent attempt was using curlers, which did not really work well for me because as you hear Helen and I talking about in this episode, I have pretty thick hair. And so it's just so hard for my hair to hold a curl when I'm just using a curler. But I also am trying to be really careful about how much heat I am using on my hair. So I've recently been using the new Curl Secret by Conair, and it's pretty incredible. Basically, your hair goes in and the curl comes out just like magic. It's just like the perfect curls at the push of a button. And I use it at the lowest heat. So it's really safe for my hair. They have five different heat settings. So there's something for everybody. They have ceramic technology. So it's even heat for less damage and really healthy looking hair. It's also no stress. So it's low energy efficient and it has auto off technology. So you don't have to worry about forgetting to turn it off. You can also mix and match. You can vary temperature, direction, and curl type to really change and tailor your style to exactly what you want it to be. And they have three preset curl types. So defined, loose, or wavy, and three curl directions. So you can do left, right, or alternating. It's pretty amazing. I like to do loose, and then I brush it out with a brush after, and I get that perfect kind of 90s blowout vibe. So if you're listening to this thinking, well, this sounds great, but I'm worried about my hair tangling. You don't have to worry about that. They have anti-tangle tech that helps keep hair smooth and protected while styling. So right now you can shop Curl Secret by Conair. Fall can be a really hectic time and with back to school, back to work, packed schedules, it can be really easy to fall into recipe and cooking ruts. So HelloFresh is here to help. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. So you can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That is why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And it really is so amazing for saving time, saving money, and saving you from having to put any more energy into deciding what you're going to cook for dinner and everything that comes with that. So you can keep mealtime exciting and fresh with over 40 recipes to choose from every week. So there's always something delicious to discover. They also have so many options, whether you are pescatarian, whether you are trying to eat healthy, focus on protein, whether you are vegan, vegetarian. There are so many options to choose from. And with so many in-season ingredients, you will taste all the freshness of fall in every bite of HelloFresh's chef-crafted recipes. Produce travels from the farm to your door, so you get to experience peak ripeness that you can taste. And they just have so many good different options. It's great for families. They have really nice fresh salads. They have really good bowls. I had this Yucatan citrus turkey bowl last week. It was so delicious. I also like their pescatarian options. They have really good pasta bakes. Again, great for families. They have these really good chicken salad lettuce wraps. They have 
vegan Thai ginger curry that's delicious. So there really is something for everybody, whatever your dietary preferences are. So right now you can go to hellofresh.com slash 50 blonde and use the code 50 blonde for 50% off plus free shipping. Again, hellofresh.com slash 50 blonde and the code 50 blonde will get you 50% off plus free shipping. Go find out why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit at HelloFresh.com slash 50Blonde, code 50Blonde. I'm sure all dog parents can relate when I say nothing, and I mean nothing makes me happier than seeing my dog happy, and my dog is happiest when he is eating, so it's so important to feed him something that not only he loves, but something that's really good for him too. So we give Harvey Sundays. He absolutely loves it. Sundays is air-dried dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients. It was co-founded by a practicing veterinarian. It contains 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and 0% synthetic nutrients. So besides USDA beef and all-natural chicken, you will find digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger plus disease-fighting antioxidants. Dog parents, including myself and my husband report noticeable health improvements in their dogs, including softer fur. We can attest to that. His fur looks amazing. He gets so many compliments. He also has fresher breath, better poops, more energy. And like I said, just the excitement around mealtime is something that makes my heart so happy. <laughs> and unlike other fresh dog food, Sundays is zero prep, zero mess, and zero stress. It's shelf stable, which makes it really easy to feed your dog top quality food. And every order ships right to your door. So you will never worry about running out of dog food again. And we worked out a special deal for my dog loving listeners. Get 35% off your first order of Sundays when you go to sundaysfordogs.com slash blonde or use the code blonde at checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash blonde. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. I have kind of a personal question, but I'm sure people listening have experienced this too. But do your hormones affect your scalp and your hair at all? Because I have found twice when I've gone to get color in the last few years, when I've been going through, we'll say a little bit of a hormonal crisis, mm -hmm. <laughs> that my scalp burns like it's so sensitive and the yeah. color takes differently, which is so strange. Yes. And I was talking to friends about this. And one of my friends said, oh, God, when I was like pregnant, that happened to me. And my friend said when she was kind of approaching menopause, same thing happened. So do you know anything about that process or how that can, how hormones can affect everything? Yeah, definitely. Hormones affect absolutely everything. And when I worked in the salon years ago, a similar thing happened with someone with their color and we couldn't figure out what was going on and mm -hmm. realized it was something to do with their hormones as mm -hmm. well. So when you're pregnant, do you, um, have more estrogen in the body. So that holds on to the hair cycle. So that's oh. why you don't lose as much hair during uh, pregnancy, but then it all kind of comes out at one time mm -hmm. afterwards. But with pregnant women as well, they start to produce more oil. So that's why they're like, you know, 12 hours later, 10 hours later, they're noticing their hair greasy again. That's mm -hmm. also hormone levels as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm like just assuming this, that when there is an imbalance of hormones, and maybe if you're producing too much oil that's interacting with the hair color, it's not allowing it to attach 
to the cuticle, the hair molecule or the color molecules maybe not penetrating into mm. the hair shaft as much because either hair is drier or it's too oily. So you have all those differences that are happening. But yeah, it's affecting the skin on the scalp and affecting sometimes even the hair texture as it comes back as well. Mm-hmm. So interesting. And the scalp has a microbiome as well, too, right? Yes, it we does. all know the gut microbiome. Very trendy. I think people are learning more about the microbiome on like our face and our skin. Yes. But talk about the microbiome in our scalp. Yeah, so our microbiome, very similar to, you know, our gut microbiome. It's got all these microorganisms living in there, living in harmony until we start a uh, disrupting that harmony with either coloring our hair, stripping the scalp with, you know, various different ingredients, applying a lot of heat, some sun damage, various different things like that. So pH uh, will balance, will contribute to either being too oily or too dry, but the microbiome is what causes the other scalp concerns like dandruff, psoriasis, seborrheic dermatitis. And that's interacting maybe with fragrances that are in things, um, you know, harsh ingredients that are stripping a lot of those natural oils from your scalp as well. So yeah, the microbiome is very important. And a lot of these like anti-dandruff or other kind of like prescription shampoos, which, you know, we do need them the same way as we sometimes need an antibiotic for the body. But what you're doing is you're stripping both the good and bad bacteria together mm. in, and you need to work on kind of like creating that harmony again within the scalp by feeding it nutrients and getting that balance right. Mm -hmm. What are some lifestyle things that contribute to the health of our scalp, whether they're good or bad? Yeah, so hydration, number one, mm -hmm. very important. And then diet as well. Um, if you're high in like saturated fats and things like that, it will make you produce more oil and, you know, long-term can lead to hair loss as well as, you know, glucose spikes that will raise cortisol levels and cortisol levels when those are raised you know definitely through stress levels but also diet it blocks the hair growth hormone so that can lead to hair loss or hair thinning mm. over time and then just general wellness of like minerals vitamins getting enough protein in your diet so if you were to take a like biotin supplement or something like that you need to ensure that you have enough protein in your diet because if you don't then the biotin has nothing to break down. So oh. the hair is made up with um, amino of chain of amino acids, which are uh, broken down uh, with this biotin. So if there's nothing there to do that, then, you know, this can also lead to being one mineral short or one vitamin short that will, if, for example, you have maybe a stressful time in your life or you have an illness and you're not getting enough nutrients, you're one mineral short. It'll go to support every other organ and system in your body, but your hair will be the last to get it. So that's what happened, I think, you know, to a lot of people, maybe when they're going on a diet, they're losing a lot of weight mm. or um, maybe after COVID, which actually happened to me, we lose the ability to absorb our minerals properly. So one mineral short, you'll start to see a difference in your hair and the hair texture. Mm. How much hair loss is normal? Because I think a lot of us will see, you know, in the shower drain and panic. Mm -hmm. I heard that maybe we lose 100 hairs a day and yeah. that's considered normal. 100 is considered the average and normal. Now, you can go through periods of time where you shed a little bit more. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like 
especially this month coming from August and the heat and the sun into now into this fall. I think people notice a lot more shedding during this year, but, you know, maximum 200 maybe. Mm -hmm. But if you haven't washed your hair for three or four days and you're not brushing it daily, then you're going to lose all that hair at one time when you wash it. Mm -hmm. Also, people can confuse hair loss with like hair breakage. Mm. So that's one thing I would look at. It's like take your hair from the brush and just check are those little dots at the top of most of the hair strands or does it look like short little pieces? Mm. Because then maybe we need to work on the ends of your hair, hydrating it properly, making sure it's not as brittle. But I think like when it's hair loss, you really do know the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of hair coming out in the brush. You see a lot of the white little dots. You're starting to like notice it's sparse everywhere. You can see through your hair a little bit more into the scalp. Mm-hmm. That's when I would start to worry about it. But before that, normal hair loss is like losing 100 hairs per day. Is there a difference between hair thinning and hair loss? I mean, yes, okay. there is. <laughs> so hair thinning is something that happens through age, can be through stress as well, can be to due to scalp health and diet where the hair follicle actually comes in thinner. So under a microscope, I can see this and you can see where there's the thicker hair follicles, which we call terminal hairs. And then we have vellus hairs, which are those baby fine hairs. And what's happening is they're just not getting enough blood flow to them or enough nutrients. So that's why I say to people, it's not right now what your hair looks like. It's, you know, you lose those hundred hairs and those new hundred hairs coming through. They need to get the proper nutrients and also the scalp needs to be clean and the blood flow to ensure that those new hairs are coming through thicker and fuller. And that's why kind of like as we get older, we start to notice the hair becoming a little bit thinner because we're losing certain minerals in the body. We're losing DHEA and we're maybe not being hydrated enough. Our scalp loses kind of moisture levels as well. So that leads to the hair becoming a little bit more brittle as well. Mm -hmm. But it really is due to either the hair follicle actually being lost or the diameter Mm. of the hair follicle becoming thinner. And you can increase that by increasing circulation and... Increasing circulation through gentle massage, cleansing the scalp, keeping it clean, um, stimulated ingredients like stem cells, peptides, caffeine ginseng, all these kind of ingredients work to really blood flow. And we've seen incredible results through peptides and, Mm -hmm. you know, plant-based stem cells as well. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking like, I can't wait to go home and do a scalp (laughs) treatment. Very inspired. And I can't (laughs) stop looking at your hair. Your hair is amazing. So what is your routine? Do you wash every day? So I wash every day if I have something on because I honestly, my good hair days are every day when I wash it. Okay. Um, But I'll probably do it every other day if I'm not doing anything. But Mm -hmm. I will use a scalp treatment almost every time I wash. And it's just because I love the process. I love Mm -hmm. the feeling of it on my scalp. I will double cleanse every time I wash my hair just to ensure. And I really do focus on the scalp. So I'm not washing these ends at all. Mm -hmm. And if I feel like my hair is a little bit drier, I'll put conditioner in it while I wash the scalp Mm -hmm. just to make sure that I'm, you know, not drying out the ends anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I will leave it to dry naturally. I will twist dry my hair. I do these videos on how to air dry your hair or how to, you know, do heatless waves. Mm -hmm. So I've trained it to be that way as well. Mm. And then we have a new product coming out next week, actually. (laughs) And I've been using it nuts with our stem cells, peptides 
caffeine in it to really help stimulate. So I use that a lot around my hairline. Mm -hmm. And if I notice there's a little bit of excess shedding or anything like that, like when I had my COVID hair loss, I'm doing a derma roller in those areas to Mm. increase that blood flow and help speed up that recovery. Mm -hmm. But I do hair vitamins probably three months on, three months off. Mm -hmm. That's how I like to take them. Mm -hmm. And especially this month, I have noticed like as I'm going into like autumn, I do notice a little bit more shedding. Mm -hmm. But it's avoiding heat as much as possible, taking care of the ends. um, And then number one, the scalp. Mm -hmm. With conditioner, do you only condition the ends? Mid-length to ends, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, probably from about the ear down. Okay. And then I'm doing a leave-in conditioner as well. Do you have any other tips for the transition from warmer weather to cooler weather? Yes. So <laughs> we'll notice that we're going in and out of uh, cold temperatures into like very dry heat in the apartments here. We know I know my skin starts to get dry. So I will kind of like always kind of judge it by my skin. I know my scalp is probably something else is something similar is going on at the same time. So just making sure that we have I can never get it right. Is it a dehumidifier or a humidifier? Whatever makes more moisture. Yes, (laughs) I'll put that on as soon as like I actually put mine on last week again for the first time because Mm -hmm. I noticed the it getting much drier temperature and then using oil treatments on the scalp sometimes. You know, I leave my hair mask in a bit longer during the day and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. But another supplement that I take that I love and I talk about so much is Irish sea moss gel. Mm. Like it's 97 or something minerals that we need. So mm-hmm. a spoonful of that every morning. That is like my number one thing that I'm taking right now. Amazing. I've bought sea moss gel. <laughs> But I haven't really get into the routine of it. Yes, I haven't. Like, I think because the one that I got was unflavored and I just did like a spoonful and I was like, pretty rough. That's an interesting texture, but I'll do anything like if it is going to be nourishing to my body or my skin or my hair or whatever it is. I notice a huge difference. Really? Yeah. Skin, hair health, like my hair is just coming in shinier. Well, I know I take care of my scalp extremely well, mm-hmm. but when you notice it on your skin as well, your mm-hmm. nails, things like that. Yeah. Um, it also helps you absorb water better as well. Oh. So it gets it to the cells. So I use a lot of Celtic sea salt in my water as well. Mm-hmm. But that combination together, um, I seen it on TikTok. So funny. We <laughs> learn everything on TikTok yeah. these days. <laughs> that both work very well to help the water actually get to the cells mm-hmm. and help you hydrate properly because we're all dehydrated. Yes, for sure. Yeah. My nutritionist years ago told me to start adding sea salt to my water. Mm-hmm. I think people don't realize that yeah, we wake up dehydrated mm-hmm. and then throughout the day, if we're active, we're losing not only water, but electrolytes, potassium, sodium, magnesium, all Mm -hmm. of that. Um, And if you're working out really hard and you're just drinking water, you're not replenishing any of that. But also, I think so many of my listeners are very health conscious and Mm -hmm. probably either cook their own food or, you know, they're ordering like really whole food based meals that tend to be lower in salt as well. And so I think a lot of us are just deprived of essential minerals. And then if you're drinking like bottled water, you know, a lot of the minerals can be stripped from that. So absolutely adding electrolytes or adding sea salt is something that everybody should I was told a grain of the sea salt or just a couple of rocks on your tongue before Uh you drink your water. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then your water doesn't taste as salty either. That's smart. Yes. Mm -hmm. I had to switch to like element electrolytes because I just couldn't deal with drinking a big thing that size of 
salty water, yes. but that's a good tip. Just a few. Or add lemon uh-huh. if you're putting salt in it because yeah. then it just tastes a lemon and it's yeah. really nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> so is there any kind of detox process that people might go through when they start incorporating these products into their hair? Is there going to be a phase potentially where they are really dry, like you mentioned before, or they're more oily and things are just not as they were? <laughs> yes. And I suppose it's similar to skincare. There's a little bit of trial and error. Mm-hmm. And also remembering that, you know, if it works instantly, it's not always a good thing. So this mm-hmm. isn't a quick fix. This is really about ultimate hair wellness. If you want those hair goals, you've seen the videos on TikTok, it's six months. They're taking care of their scalp. They're eating well. They're taking, you know, care of the ends by not applying heat. But yes, when you start to use more gentle products, there is a little bit of learning, I suppose, as well as time. If you remove silicones, and again, you don't have to remove them completely, but try to use them less often. Mm -hmm. Save them for the special event when you want to blow dry your hair Mm -hmm. and then try by leaving your hair to dry naturally as much as possible in between. And if you need to blast the roots or anything like that, totally go ahead with that. Um, Using things like microfiber hair towels to help with the process, leave-in conditioners to help with this process. But knowing that it will take a little bit of effort and time. Start off by just doing a pre-oil treatment or a chemical exfoliant and then moving towards kind of gentler shampoos. Try to avoid fragrance as much as possible. If there's a heavy fragrance in that and you have like sensitivity on your scalp, try to look for something that doesn't have fragrance in it. Even if it's from an oil? Oil, like they're usually got, like with any of our scalp treatments, if there's a a slight subtle scent in it, Mm -hmm. it's just from the ingredients that are Mm -hmm. being used. It's not Mm -hmm. a fragrance added to it. So working with something like that. So you might smell a peppermint. That's normal because that's stimulating it's uh, in the right kind of like ratio as well so that mm-hmm. it doesn't affect the skin on the scalp. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to styling with heat, is it better to blow dry when your hair is a little bit dry or is it better to do it when it's wet? I hear conflicting things. Depends really on your hair texture. So if you've got a very coily textured hair and you want blow dry straight, it's better from wet. Okay. For my hair, I like to have, you know, more volume. I like to have a little bit of texture. Mm-hmm. So if I want to, you know, add a bit of heat, I'll let it go 50% dry and then I'll blast it dry because I'm not looking for a super smooth mm-hmm. uh, look. But if you're looking for super smooth, the reason why it should be like at least 80% wet is because the bonds are broken during our shampooing process. And when we apply heat to that, it brings the bonds back together and it fixes them. So whatever style you put that in, it fixes them. So if you allow it to get you know, 50% dry, Mm -hmm. the bonds have already started to fix in that little bit of a kink or a wave. So Mm. that's the science behind it. Interesting. Okay. Why don't you look at my scalp? Yes, let's do it. (laughs) I wish I brought my camera. Your hair texture is so thick, which I love, but leaving it for four days, I noticed the dryness there. Mm -hmm. I also noticed a little bit of pinkiness to your scalp. Mm -hmm. Now that could be from the sun, just being a little bit exposed through the parting. Mm. But I can see a little bit underneath. Mm-hmm. Now, that's normal just to have a little bit of pinkiness. But sometimes that's due to a reaction to maybe products that are maybe not rinsed out properly from the scalp. Mm. I notice in everybody, the crown area is the worst. Really? The crown is always the worst. And it's because, because it holds so much. It's because we there? miss that whole area when oh. we wash. So another video that I do a lot or train a lot of people in is how to wash your hair properly. Because we've never been taught. 
And you wonder why you go to a hair salon and you leave and you're like, oh my God, my hair feels amazing. Yes. Looks the best ever look. It's because it's been washed properly. Oh. And they do a double cleanse. They're getting really into the root, you know. Uh-huh. So I tell people to start by saturating your hair with water in the shower, then parting it over the shoulder. And you're going to want to start in at the back of the nape of the neck and then work your way to the crown. So not pouring out a huge amount of product that you would use, you know, for the whole head small amount that you'd use in sections. So just sectioning mm-hmm. the scalp and hair and just really get working into that back area. Then on top, then underneath, always thinking about underneath the hair mm. and then underneath the back as well. Mm-hmm. Again, focusing on the scalp, making sure you're spreading the product. Let it sit for, you know, 30 seconds to a minute and then rinse and repeat that process. Now, if you're used to sulfates, a lot of sulfates, I'm sure people aren't anymore. I think that's really an old thing. They lather up so easily. So like most drugstore brands would be that. Mm-hmm. So you think that you're washing your hair because it lathers up fast. Mm. But really, you're not getting into that skin on the scalp. So taking something, emulsifying it, getting that lather, just creamy lather, and then spreading it evenly throughout the scalp and not getting a huge lather at the beginning, but then getting a much better lather by the time you do your second shampoo. Mm-hmm. That's how it should be. Yeah, I saw your video on that and I was like, oh, that's not how I do it. And it's funny that you said that about the salon because I was at my salon a few weeks ago and I said, I use the same shampoo and conditioner that you guys are using here. And when I do it, my hair feels so greasy and heavy after. Yeah. And they said, oh, maybe it's the way we're washing and rinsing it. And I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, <laughs> Shows how little I know. And also it depends on the product as well. Because I remember years ago working with Kerastase mm-hmm. in the salon and nobody was using it right. Mm. And it's quite similar our product in a way where you have to emulsify it before you put it in and use small amounts and then work, build up the product as you go along instead of mm. like a huge amount because it's quite concentrated and it's probably not getting around and it's sitting in heavy, the product, and mm-hmm. then not being rinsed out properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just it's just taking a little bit more time, bit of patience mm-hmm. um, and treating it the same way as we treat our skin. I don't know if you can answer this kind of universally, but would there be one product that you would recommend from your line for everybody to start with? Um, Or does it just really depend on the person and their condition? I mean, yes, if we want to get too specific, but honestly, the treatments can be used on anyone for anything. You don't have to have a scalp issue or, you know, if you have dandruff or psoriasis or hair loss, they're all going to work in harmony to create that healthy environment. A good one to start with is our scalp detox if you have a dry scalp or you're just starting your scalp journey or stem cell serum as well because it's like, feels like hyaluronic acid serum and it's just super hydrating on the scalp but it also helps with that blood flow and a hair thinning hair loss. And it's a final step so you leave that on. That's why it's probably the easiest one to use because you don't need any time to use it. Just get out of the shower and you put it on like you'd put hyaluronic acid serum on your skin mm-hmm. and you just leave it in. Amazing. And why don't you talk quickly about like the sustainability aspect and, and how your products are made? Because it's very intentional, very thoughtful, and you guys put so much work into that. Yeah. So when, at the beginning, when we were creating these products, we were asking like silly questions like, how shampoo me it, you know? And everything we realized uh, used this traditional heat method to blend oil and water together. So otherwise the water and oil would separate. So think of like when you cook food and you overcook it, you lose the nutrients. Mm -hmm. So 
the same thing happens when you use heat on these incredible ingredients that you're using. So we developed, we worked with chemists and physicists to develop co-process methods. So everything in our range is co-processed, meaning that we don't use any heat. So we use not only 90% less energy. So we're, you know, saving energy there, but we're retaining the nutrients and the efficacy of the ingredients that we use. So we're not just putting them in uh, for the sake of putting them in. They're actually like in there at the end of the process, actually retain 97%, I think I just said, of the nutrients that Mm -hmm. we put in. So it means that our products are more concentrated and more potent. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Well, I'm inspired to change everything about how I (laughs) address my hair health and my scalp. And I'm sure everybody listening will be as well. So fascinating. And I think what you're doing is incredible. So tell everybody where they can find you. Yes. And I'm excited for you to start this scalp Me journey. too. I'm going to be DMing you. I'm going to meet you in a couple of months. And you're like, look at my hair. Yes. Look how different we'll it is. have to do a follow-up. I know. I love when people tell me they just thought about me in the shower that morning. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you can find us on actinacre.com and we are also available in Sephora. Uh, we just launched there in August and we're on Amazing. the next big thing shelf. That's perfect. I'm going to go to Sephora after this. (laughs) Thank you so much, Helen. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you liked it, and if you like the show in general, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It goes a long way, and it's actually the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more about each episode, you can head over to the Blonde Files podcast on Instagram. You can go to ariellaurie.com. And I'm always posting about each episode over on my personal page at Lori. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.